Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the family with Packmaster, Crawford Fashion Energy, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Relax, it too. What are you going, disco in tonight, or what the hell are you doing? Where's the mirror ball? You're a disaster. So there we go. We got a little little music kicking things into high gear. 
Eagles are coming to town April 3rd and 4th at XL Energy Center. Going to sell that out in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, I heard that. And <clears throat> and every time now, every time I hear anything about the Eagles, I go right to the Big Lebowski when yeah. he's sitting in the limo. And he says, I hate the freaking Eagles, man. <laughs> and he's just this hippie-looking dude, and he just sounds like a, like a hippie. Nobody's ever understood why he said that either. Because I, I don't think it was in the script. Oh, really? Well, I think he just he, ad-libbed it. I think, yeah, he was like in the limo, and the guy was playing the Eagles. The Eagles and he yeah. just Well, his character was kind Eagles, of like, man. he just kind of gets irritated with things, but he plays it cool. Like he's... I don't know. Like, he's irritated in a cool way. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, he must have ad-libbed, but it was funny. And it's one of the most quoted lines of the movie. Oh, God, yes. That <laughs> and, of course, when we had the championship game after we beat New Orleans with the Minneapolis Miracle and we lost our ass to the Eagles, but all the Minnesotans were going, I hate the freaking Eagles, yeah, well. man. So. It, it's easy to do. There's no doubt about yeah. that. All right, so we're going to go around the table here because there's a new thing on MSN. So, Cassie, where is your favorite place to eat good, cheap pasta in Minnesota? Do you have a place like to have good, cheap Italian food? Well, before I was gluten-free. Uh, yeah, before no. you were gluten-free. Because <laughs> nothing's cheap gluten-free. No, I suppose um, that's true, yeah. Geez, uh, just some pasta. Just some good pasta. Um well, Noodles and Company. Noodles and Company? Yeah, I would okay. say they would probably be top of the line for a low price. Top of the line, low price, Noodles Company. Alex, what do you got? Uh, Cheap. Cheap. Good, cheap pasta. Good, cheap pasta. My kitchen. We'll be back on Monday. <laughs> My kitchen. Your kitchen. Whenever I want to make pasta, <laughs> I just get a boil some noodles and put some sauce on it. Okay, I so basically know. your answer is bar la grassa. That's not cheap. Not cheap. Yeah. I liked that. What was that place that just closed downtown? Chitolia. Spaghetti oh, Factory? <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, Spaghetti Factory. That, that, that was an interesting. That was always an interesting place. Yeah, it was. I do like Olive Garden, though. Olive Garden, do you? My mother loved Olive Garden. Oh, I think their pasta's good. Yeah, she loved it. All right, well, Alex is thinking, what do you got, so, Ralph? Bar La Grassa, you know, pasta's usually pretty cheap. Bar La Grassa, uh, cheaper than that, D'Amico and Sons. Yeah, you know what? D'Amico yeah. would be good, too. Yeah, yeah I'll go Bar La Grassa, D'Amico, too. Okay, now we're going to find out, because this is where to find good, cheap pasta in every state. Uh, so we're going to have to scroll through this. I don't know if I can just figure out where the scrolling starts. Oh, there, it starts right there. Okay, so I'm going to have to zip through it, because I'm sure it starts with, like, Alabama or Alaska. Yeah, Alabama. Giuseppe's in Birmingham for Alabama. <laughs> Giuseppe. Giuseppe's. I thought we lynched Giuseppe, but maybe we didn't. So I'm not really certain what the deal is. I'm going to zip through this as quickly as possible. Is there any other states you want me to? Do you want me to check in any other states while we're going through it? Denver or Denver, oh, Colorado. I went past Denver. I will go back. Best cheap pasta in Denver would be. Wait a minute. It went from Connecticut. Colorado. To Colorado, to Delaware. So Denver should be right. Where the hell is Denver? Why don't you have Denver, God, Dady? Denver would be after Delaware. I know, but yeah. it's I went into some dog barking at me. <laughs> and then and it goes to Florida. It doesn't okay, show right. Denver. That's it doesn't weird. Show Colorado either. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's by the state, isn't it? That's my mistake. I was thinking, yeah, so it would be Colorado. 
the Twisted Noodle in Fort Collins. Okay, well, forget it then. You're not going to Fort Collins just to get a p- plate of pasta. No. Uh, in Florida, by the way, because we spoke oh, yeah. Piccola Italia, which is in Tampa, which we're not going over there. <laughs> we're going with Stressa in Florida. Stressa's pasta in Florida. Stressa's, yep. Travini, owned by the same people. Really, really good. So you get down there, you definitely want to go that route. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're closing. Oh, I want to see what is in, Itali- in in Illinois because I would go with Gene and Giorgetti in, in yeah. uh, Illinois. Uh, no, Chato's Pasta House in Chicago. Ch- Chato's. No, I'm going with Gene and Giorgetti. Yep. Sorry. You're out. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, in Iowa, it's Pasta Bella. <laughs> so that's good. In Kentucky, it's the Come Back In. Ha! <laughs> Oh the God. comeback in, you heard me. Oh, play man. on words. Yeah, play on Gotta words and everything. Play on words. Yeah, play on words and everything. Yeah, not a great play on words, not is for it? Pasta, no. All right, we're coming up on it. We're at Michigan. Now we're in Minnesota. Heard it. Where is it? I've never even heard of it. There you go. Digidios. Digidios. Digidio. I went to school with them, some Digidios back in the day. I have heard of this place. Where is it? It's in St. Paul. Yep. Uh, okay. 1933, it's been open. I feel like, yeah, in college, people would go there. I don't Where think I've ever it? been there, though. I've never even Digidios. heard of it. People called it Digidios. Digidios? Digidios yeah. is how you would actually pronounce well, yeah, it. Yeah, but people call it, because we're in Minnesota. <clears throat> says here, at St. Paul, opened by a bootlegger in 1933 after Prohibition ended, Digidios has a long history in the Twin Cities. It's known for its $16 chicken parmesan, but a small spaghetti with one meatball is only $12. Yeah. I've never even heard of Digidio's. Why haven't I heard of it? Yeah, one meatball. It better be like a... Big old giant. (laughs) Size of the the softball. Unbelievable. So, Alex. So, there we go. So, it's Digidio's. I'm going to have to go over to... I've never eaten at Digidio's in in St. Paul. People yeah, at St. Kate's would go there. Oh, okay. Maybe I went there once. For some reason, I'm having a memory that we went there during, like... Admissions week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, just down the street from the Holy Mackerel. The Holy Mackerel? Where's the Holy Mackerel? It's in St. Paul. What? Is, is it really? Yeah, it's on five. All right, whatever works. Out of the city. So, Alex, you're going to be upset with me last night. Uh, we Naturally. took the Lundines out, Steve and Katie Lundine. We took them out for dinner. We went to Layla. You were right by my house. I was right by your house at Layla, and they were knocked out by it. It was wonderful. It's delicious. And Sammy and I, you know Sammy, the manager, the man with the glasses? Yep, yep, yep. We discovered that I've known Sammy for 44 years. He's been manager there since it was Shea Collette. Wow. Oh, yeah. Shea Collette, 44 years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 1975. That's when I met him because I was working at WDGY, and he was managing, uh, managing Shea Collette. But Sammy's one of the best guys in the world. But we got lucky last night because there was a misprint on the wine menu. Got a bottle of Gaia for about 35% of what it should have been. And I said, I can't. This can't be right. So I ordered it. Guys figured, what the hell? It's on the menu. It was, I guess, phenomenal. The real deal. It was the real deal. I guess they just love Why? Gaia doesn't make bad wine. No. So it was very pleasant, but it's nice to see Sammy and the, everybody does a great. If you've never been to, to to Layla, Layla is a great restaurant. Don't you think, Alex? Is really really good. It's a good. very good restaurant. Yes. 
Very, very good. It's very pretty. It's very... Very the nice people, really too. good. Yeah, the people are nice. The people are very, very nice. There was just, there, you know, I do remember, seriously, well, Ralph, you'd know better than I because you were in, in Utah and Illinois before this, but uh, but food here 30 years ago was horrible. It was. It was, it was. terrible. <laughs> and it's it's become much better. And I think it was, it started with, uh, uh, oh, uh, D'Amico's. D'Amico's, yeah. Yeah. Larry yeah, and... It, yeah. Larry and Richard, Richard, Larry and Richard, Larry and Richard, Larry and Richard, Richard they, I think they really, yeah, brought, I think you're right. You know, La Tortue closed. That was supposed to be a nice restaurant downtown. Uh-huh. And right about that same time, they, they brought the Italian piece to it, and the new French bakery was uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. Where they they were doing a good job, and I think that sort of led the way for some so many of the other restaurants uh, to come in and uh, do do a good job. You know, with uh, and now with Gavin Cason uh, coming in with his restaurants, you know, Bar La Grassa, you know, th- th- those are really solid places to go and you get a great meal. Why do you think it is that some people love Gavin Cason and other people can't stand it? Oh, I think we, I, because I think the his uh, restaurants are so different. Yeah, that's true. Because that's true. I've been I've been to. Uh, um, Spoon, and, Spoon stable. and Stable. Yeah, we've been there, too. Our friends have been to Spoon and Stable. A lot of our friends have been to Spoon and Stable, and none of our friends will go back to Spoon and Stable. Yeah. Not because it's not a good It's just not what they like. Yeah, Yet right. all of right. those same people are devotees at Belcourt uh, in Wyzetta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could see and that. And they're not from Wyzetta. It just no, it has to do with a different experience there. Yeah, I guess. You can't get into Spoon and Stable because it's so popular to a certain group. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's what it is. I, I mean, I think it's right. He's all the stuff is exceptional, but it's a different experience, and that's good. So you have different choices. Yeah, it is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now I have not eaten at Bellacore yet. I ate a, a spoon and stable a couple of times, and it really wasn't for me. I don't know why either. I mean, it wasn't bad. That's not what I'm saying. It just it was like, eh, should I come back here and you know the, whatever? Uh, my criticism, my criticism of spoon and stable is architectural in that I think the ceilings are too high. You can't have a, a ceiling too high in a restaurant. You're uncomfortable. Yeah, it is a pretty high ceiling. You're uncomfortable, and it, and it has yeah, to do with an animal instinct. Saying. You want to feel safe when you're eating. And if you don't yeah, feel safe, you, you don't, you're, not, you're not at ease, then the experience is not as good. Even though food's good, it just isn't as good. And if the experience isn't good, it doesn't taste as good. Yep, I could see that to be absolutely true. That makes total sense. But, yeah, I would say... Uh, so Digidio's in St. Paul, Bar La Grassa, and I would definitely throw in D'Amico there, too, because yeah. D'Amico does a great job. Their, their lasagna at D'Amico is about as good as it gets. Yep, it is. I just had really it a couple weeks lasagna. ago. Yeah, really oh, did you? Good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Oh, my God. There was a singer. It doesn't say where she was appearing, but she was up there singing her ballad or whatever, and a guy screams up at her, take your shirt off, to which she responded, I have a song to do. Why don't you shut the F up? <laughs> I love that. She went right after the guy. I love that. That's how it should be. Right? Yeah. He should be thrown out. He should be thrown out for that. That's Yeah, get the hell out. I mean, what, what, seriously, 2019, you're going to holler out, take your shirt off? Really? That's, uh, that's, that's loudmouth stew. Yeah, that's what that is. was. That's what that was. That's, and it's terrible. I mean, what? In this day and age, why why would you? It makes no sense. It makes no sense to. It never made. It didn't make sense in the forties or fifties. In the forties and fifties, you say that in a concert like that, someone beat you up. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I mean, I, I, these are things I'll never understand, why people want to do that. Even if you're drunk, even with a hammered, I wouldn't go, hey, show us your ass. I mean, that's... <laughs> Like, hey, I, show us your ass. Well, whatever. It's show like, us your what? boobs. Show us your boobs, because I've never seen a boob before. It's got to be totally different. That's the yeah. one that I don't understand. Okay, there are different sizes, just like with the Schwanz, okay. different sizes, but they all look pretty much the same, don't they? They, you know, they skin do, tone. They, they do. They do pretty much look all the same. I was going to say he's after, seen more than anybody. Yeah, it's true. And, after, you know, <laughs> and, and it's and those are. Just, it's like I, I ran across a uh, there was some uh, store and I, I just I looked at the picture. It says the, the and the, the poster they had in the window is all boobs are good boobs. And I think that's true. Is that if one's yeah, comfortable would, with herself, yeah. she. That's great. I, 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 I don't want to impose an aesthetic on some woman. If she if she has large breasts that are saggy, and she likes herself, good. If you have very absolutely tiny breasts that aren't saggy, fine. If you like yourself, but if you don't, there's things to do to change things. So yeah. I remember, remember the classic car company on Excelsior Boulevard. Yeah, the classic car company. It was a it yeah. was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they had some classic cars there and all the rest of it, but. For some reason, they had a wet T-shirt contest. Remember those back in the 70s? A wet T-shirt contest <laughs> oh, yeah. were huge. We're sitting at the Classic Car Company. I don't know. Is it, you know who was with us? It's, remember Bobby Darren? Oh, yeah. The singer? Yeah. You're kidding me. He was with us, yeah. Bobby Darren? Well, he had that doo-wop type of... No, not Bobby no, Darren. No, James Darren. James oh. The other one. Like, Bobby, Bobby Darren, Darren died of aortic stenosis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James <laughs> The, he was in The long. Rookies. He was in a bunch okay. of the Time Tunnel. James Dean, you'd know him if you saw me. And he was a singer. He had a couple of hits. James Darren, not James, James Dean. Dean. Not James Dean. Oh, my James God. Dean. Bobby Darren. Are you having a chucker moment? James Dean, didn't he uh, crush his head in his uh, in 956? No, James and, Darren. James little Darren. Bobby yeah. Darren and James Dean were hanging out together. Yes, they were hanging out together, and they had a baby named James Darren. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, whatever the hell it was. But we're sitting there, and he was a very nice guy, very classy guy, very nice guy. And we're sitting there. And this older couple just hammered. And the guy looked like Farmer Jones. And she looked like Farmer, Farmer Jones. Jones with about an extra 70 pounds. And they walk up on stage. There's nobody. It hasn't even started yet, right? They walk up on stage. He goes, hey. And everybody stops talking, looks up. He takes her shirt off and goes, here's your winner. <laughs> right? This woman's each breast was about the size of a mailbox. I don't know what the hell that was. What is that? That's, that could be a burden. I mean, what? Why? Oh, the back pain? I can't oh, even yeah. imagine. That, that could be a burden for women. But I cannot some, even imagine. Hey, but some women tolerate that, and they like what they see, and that's what yeah, they want. And that's. I'm not exaggerating. They were each the size of a basketball. I can't. They were gigantic. Yeah. Oh. No, not intentionally. No, they oh, were just they were grew just, that. She was a big woman. Yeah. 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 Big girl. Well, it's a big girl. We'll be right back. Talk more about boobs. all the things. Yeah, more <laughs> boobs right after <laughs> this in the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them 
and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Love this song. Always have, always will. But I someday want to say, the evil of the thriller. I love it when he does that. And it's the season. It is the season. We're only nine days away from Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Kelly Freeze with us. How you doing, Kelly? I'm well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Now, Kelly, I got to tell you, I'm deeply hurt that I've never been invited to the Palmer House Hotel because I, I was born in Long Prairie, Minnesota, right down the road from you. Well, I didn't know that you required a personal invitation, so <laughs> consider a personal invitation extended. I It just sounds like it's so much fun. Palmer's Hotel is indeed one of the most haunted places in Minnesota, has reports dating back to the 1950s. There are various unexplained things happening in the hotel. I don't want to talk about it. I want to hear you talk about them, Kelly. Now, why do you think it is the Now, how old is the Palmer House, first of all? Ah, it was built in 1901. It just celebrated its 118th birthday last week. Last week, 118. And why was the hotel built in Sox Center? Who did it, who did it service? The, well, the, the the whole premise behind it being built in Sox Center and where it was was uh, the Palmer family was aware of the railroad coming through here. Oh, okay. And so it was location was everything. So basically, it would make a stop there, an overnight stop sometimes, and people would then go and, and, and stay at the Palmer House. Is that right? That's correct. That's very, very cool. It's a great-looking building, by the way. I've been by there. I've never been actually in the building, but I've driven by it many, many times. It is a really cool-looking old building. Um, yeah, it is beautiful. No question about it. Why do you think it, it – is there any reason for it to be haunted? Well, you know, from a um, – uh, documented historical aspect. Uh, many people have a tendency to think that uh, locations are haunted uh, because there's maybe been a lot of uh, tragedies and deaths associated with it. And as far as we can tell, that's not really the case with it. I think it has more to do with the fact that um, buildings like this at the time um, of their construction 
were often used as um, what we would call apartment buildings today. People lived oh, okay. here. This was their home. Okay. And so I think there's uh, a, a lot of visitation that happens um, with that premise. Yeah, that makes total sense, uh, I would I would guess. Um, so 1901, it's 118 years old. Now, when did, when did Sinclair Lewis die? I was trying to think, think of that. <laughs> Uh, oh, now you're going to put me on the spot. I believe it was in the 1950s uh, that he died. Uh, yeah, so he knew all about the, the Palmer. And, uh, does he make either veiled references or any references to the Palmer House at all in any of his writings? Uh, yeah, actually, so, yeah. Uh, free, yeah, frequently he does. Uh, Sinclair Lewis was famous for uh, using alias names for places. And his alias for the Palmer House was the Minnie Mashie House. And so that's referenced in, in several of his works. That's really cool. And that must be something to sit down and read that. And now you, because you, you bought the hotel how long ago? Uh, 18 years ago. And, and where are you from originally? I'm from a small town in southern Minnesota called Butterfield. Oh, Butterfield, okay. Um, yeah. and, and then how did you end up in Sauk Center? How did you end up buying the Palmer House? Um, my husband um, had uh, uh, a job opportunity here, and so we um, moved here in 93, and we did not acquire the hotel until uh, 2002. And um, it was just a matter of uh, the building had cl- the, the business had closed, Nobody was looking terribly interested in it, and so we just kind of took a leap of faith of wanting to, um, I guess, save, if you will, a historical landmark mm-hmm. with the idea that we would uh, just get a business up and running and on its feet and be ready for the new owner that loved this industry or was passionate about it and and we would pass it on and, and go about our lives. All right, one, one observation I have to make. Is, um, your husband, uh, what, what's your husband's name? My husband's name is Brett. Brett Freeze, okay, right? Yes, does he know? Does he know that he ended up, his name ended up becoming an iconic figure in the Batman series? Mr. Freeze. <laughs> it is. Oh, yes. It is. Mr. Freeze is in the Batman movies. I love that. So he's he's famous. Kelly, your husband's famous, whether he knows it or not. Yeah, I'll remind him of that. So. <laughs> okay. Okay, where did it all start with you, Kelly? Because it says here that you didn't believe in haunted houses at all before you bought the Palmer House. Well, it's not that I didn't believe. I just hadn't had any exposure oh, okay. or experience with it. Yeah, I could see that making, making sense. So you, you buy it. Now, were you told before you bought it, you better watch out because the place is haunted? No, um, oh, okay. actually, we had we had owned it um, for several months, and it was shortly after we um, actually opened it after doing some work in here before we did open it. Oh, okay, that I had had um, I had made a passing comment to one of the locals that was in here about odd things happening, and their comment to me was, "Well, it's haunted," 
And I said, excuse me? And they said, the Palmer House. It's haunted. Everybody knows that. And I thought, well, everybody but me, apparently. Everybody so, but you. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That was my first. That was the first time that anybody actually put any kind of a label to it that I had something to wrap my brain around. It's very, very cool. Now, now Cassie, you've stayed there how many times? Oh, gosh. Handful of times. Handful of times? Yeah, it's, we call it our home away from home. Now, didn't <laughs> didn't Dave at one point see something really, really scary there, if I remember correctly? Well, yeah, he's had a few instances where he's had some creepy moments there. Um, but one, one time they were doing, he was doing a darkness radio event there. Oh, okay. And he yeah. was in the basement, and they were doing an investigation, and he was standing with two women. All of a sudden, a face just came right up into his. Just a face. And then it went away. Was it you drunk? <laughs> no. Was it? Although they do serve really good purple rains at the Palmer House. <laughs> okay. I will tell you. <laughs> okay, well, we got that covered then. Um, no, it, he's had many experiences. I've had many experiences at the Palmer House. Oh, you House. have? Okay. I've had, I saw my first shadow person at the Palmer House. Now, what's a shadow person? So it's, it's just, just a, a form? Yeah, a dark mass, a form of a, of a, a person, but it just looks like a shadow. You don't see facial features. You oh, don't okay. see anything right. like whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the difference between a shadow person and a ghost? Um, well, ghosts, a lot of times you don't see. You just, something happens in the room or something. But a okay. shadow person, you can actually physically see a form and a dark mass. And it was, and, and the experience I had was actually very light and loving. It wasn't. Oh, it was? Yeah, it wasn't um, any. I just talked about it with Jessamy. Peluso last Friday, we were talking oh, yeah. about the Palmer House. Oh, okay. And, yeah, we were doing How this. How did she know about the Palmer House? I, I, we were brought up. We were just oh, talking about ghosts okay. and stuff. Right. And yeah, she, I like her a lot. Yeah, She's she great was great. Um, but the experience that I had, we were doing this thing called the Psychomantium Experiment, where you stand in a, in a room in front of a mirror with just one source of light, like a candle or something. Oh, okay. And you're supposed to kind of let your mind just kind of relax and just focus on the mirror and just if any experiences happen it happens it's also called mirror scrying and i was standing there and uh all of a sudden i heard this kind of scratching over to the right of me and i'm like and it's concrete floor so you know mm -hmm. how when you have like a little bit of dirt and stuff you hear that shuffling noise yes, across yep, concrete yep. that's what i was hearing i'm like oh please don't be a rat i'm like be a ghost be a ghost because i was <laughs> you don't have rats there well, it's, a, it's an old basement and i was like you know you just don't know and it was cold out so rodents like to go inside that's true and um all of a sudden i felt this hand cradle the back of my head oh god no, no, no. It was very loving and light, and it felt like a mother cradling a newborn head. Really? That, that's how gentle it was in, in, in the sense I had in the room. It was very loving. And then all of a sudden I could smell perfume, like a very flowery old, okay. like the, what your grandma would wear, like Avon or whatever. Um, Wait a minute, evening in Paris? <laughs> Probably. Come on. And, um, and, I did, and then all of a sudden I could feel like the fingers lift off my, hand, my head and the hand just kind of pull away. And then all of a sudden I saw a shadow person walk from where the door is to the, the room that I was in to the back corner. And I just went, hello, and it just dissipated into the wall. See, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a very great experience. I loved it. Kelly, I have to tell you one thing before we move on. That evening in Paris came in a, in a blue bottle, a blue glass yeah. bottle. <laughs> I remember. I they remember. were available oh. at all drugstores. Oh, you're that old. 
As, yes, ma'am. Yes, I am indeed. Thank you. Thank you. But I, uh, I remember one Christmas, I gave my mother a bottle of Evening in Paris, and apparently it had become a habit because she said, come and look at this. And she brought me in the bathroom. There were seven bottles of Evening in Paris. <laughs> It was popular. <laughs> enough with the evening in Paris, Tom. Yeah. That'll be good. I've got enough now. And I have, I have smelt that same perfume periodically throughout the whole hotel. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, so they were following you around? Yeah. It's it's crazy because it, it's like that old-timey perfume. It's nothing that what I've people wear today. Oh, okay. Or, 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 or is the Palmer House uh, taking, a cha- taking a page out of the Vegas hotels where they have their signature scent? Oh, they're pumping. No, it's, Ooh, I like It's very, like... In a, like you'd walk into a room and you'd only smell it in like a corner. Yeah. Really? It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Kelly, Dave, <laughs> Dave and I are running around the hotel <laughs> sniffing everything. Oh, that's nice. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Like, do you smell that? Kelly, when the when the hotel was built, was were there any deaths deaths among the construction workers? Because construction at that time was they didn't have OSHA. It's a little bit rough. no. That's for sure. There is, um, yes. There, at at one point again, and I don't know if this is a. I've I've not seen the paperwork that shows it's documented, but I was told that there were um, several deaths that did happen uh, during the construction of it. Um, accidents. Um, some of it was uh, during the construction. It was in the summer months, uh, possibly overheating. Um, so, yeah, so you supposedly see, there were. So, so having, uh, uh, having, uh, ghosts, shadow people or any number of uh, things there would be, I mean, certainly reasonable based on that. And that's, you know, I, I can, yeah, that, that makes sense now that there would be, it'd be haunted. Mm-hmm. And Ke- right. Kelly, wasn't the basement of the palm, well, didn't they also use that as kind of a makeshift morgue during the winter because they couldn't bury people? In the yeah yeah yes during the flu epidemic uh, the Palmer House even um, had served as an overflow to the hospital and the clinic oh man that'd be tough <laughs> yeah I'd be shocked that the place wouldn't be haunted after I mean that <laughs> yeah was, that was because you there were women children mm-hmm. men yeah seems like optimal oh, haunting oh, yeah, situation that's right. right so Alex do you believe do you believe in ghosts absolutely. You do, I because I've never even talked to you about that. Absolutely. Does your mom? Yes. She never told me that either. <laughs> Does Andy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Andy. So you and mom do. Yes. Well, we got to go stay at the Palmer House. We got to get up. We've got to bring the whole family up there and stay at the Palmer House. Well, we'll arrange oh. a weekend. I would love to do that. Yeah, it's absolutely ghosts. What? Dan believes in ghosts. He's had a ghost experience. Before. Oh, he has? Mm-hmm. I never have. Well, well, Kelly, here's the only time I came close. When my my great-grandmother died, she was exactly 100 years older than me, and she died when I was four. She was 104. And she died, and I do remember, I before I knew she was dead, I was four years old, lying in bed, and I woke up, and she was standing at the end of my bed. But I didn't know it. But apparently she was already dead, but I didn't know she was dead because we hadn't been told yet. Mm-hmm. So that's right. the one time, I guess, if I ever did have a ghost, it would have to be my, my great-grandmother, Susan Barnard, Seriously? showing up to go, Tom, I'm going to really miss you. 
I don't get to watch you grow up. No, she didn't say that. I'm making that part up. But anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the, the body language of the ghost. Yes, it was the body language that she was given, given out. And that's common with family members. A lot of times family oh, members it? will visit after, shortly after passing to the other family members just to kind of say, hey, I'm okay. I'm on the other side. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's very common. Now, I should point out, ladies and gentlemen, so if you're doing the, the, the math in your head, my great-grandmother was born 10 years before Abraham Lincoln became president. <laughs> so what does that tell you? Perspective. Perspective, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, she was born in like 1851. Ugh. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. When you look back, now that's a question I've always wanted to ask people. Um, when, when you look back on the fact that I will, by the time I you know, die, I'll have known probably eight generations of my family, you know? Mm -hmm. And you wonder about that, kind of like that connection you have from my, from Susan Bernard yeah. to, to my grandfather, to my father, to me, and then Andy and Alex, and now, I mean, we're at, what are we now at, six already, seven? Seven. So we're at seven, seven already, yeah. so it's going to be at least eight, eight generations that I will have known in my, is that, is that pretty normal? You'll have known eight generations of people? Yeah. That's probably about right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah maybe not, although years. she's 104, so maybe not. You yeah. Know, and, and certain families, have, they'll see 10 because people do have, you know, when, if you have your well, first you have child when you're 20, you know. <laughs> well, or, tw or 20, say you start yeah, at 20. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. You know, and your kid is at 20, you're at 40. When you're 60, you got, you're at three just from you. You're right. And if you live to 80, right. you know, then you go back a couple. You, made that, yeah, you're right. you, you could be at least 10 you could uh, be generations 10. without too much trouble. Uh, Kelly, do you have a few more minutes? Can, can, can we take a break and be right? Could you have more time with us, or do you have to go? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay, we'll be right back more with Kelly Freeze, the Palmer House Hotel, legendary hotel, particularly at Halloween. We'll be right back. <laughs> what are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our Guaranteed Offer Program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our Guaranteed Offer Program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Dun 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 dun. This is me doing bumper music, Kelly. I don't know. I know. I got too wrapped up and looking up stuff about Sinclair Lewis. This is real deal night. There. There's some bumper music for you. Lovely. Honest to God, Cassie is a disaster with the clock here, Kelly. It's all your fault. You're a disaster of a human being. There's no getting around it. Oh, here we go. Press the button. All she got to do is press the button and she I just can't. It. What are you doing? Now she's taking it apart, Kelly. Oh, that's okay. much That's much better now. My God. I think you have to aim. There, there. she goes. She got it. Yay. You, have, you literally have to flip Play your wrist. Around. You do have to flip your wrist. And most, I don't know why that is. It's bizarre. Why would you have to flip your wrist with a push button? I, I think don't know. Our, I think our clock is haunted and the ghost is it's laughing haunted. at me right well, now. Well, it could be. It's a possibility. <laughs> I'm doing this weird dance we're just ta- to try and get it started. We're talking about the Palmer House Hotel, 500 Sinclair Lewis Avenue in Sauk Center, Minnesota. Kelly Freeze with us. Kelly, I want to start hearing about you. So you buy the hotel. You It's not you believed in ghosts or didn't believe in ghosts, but you had never seen one. So when did your experiences start happening? Um, probably, you know, I was, I, I was just so, I think, oblivious to it that I didn't, I didn't recognize a lot of it to begin with. Probably my most profound, um, incident looking backwards actually happened before we bought the hotel and it was when we were coming in and it just didn't register with me and, but we were would come and and walk, do walkthroughs with the building occasionally and and look at things and come back and want to look at them again and uh during the course of that this was happening like in January it's miserably cold it's Minnesota they have the heat turned down to bare bones and um the as I would do do the walkthrough in the hotel rooms, the doors were always closed, and I'd have to open them up to go in. And uh, one of the last times that we came to look at it, we had just been here the night before, and when we came in, uh, the owner had said, I have all the hotel room doors open for you, so you don't have to take keys up to open every room. And um, as I turned to walk into one of the hotel rooms, um, when I turned on the lights that night, the entire room was covered in dead flies. Oh, God. Oh. oh, my God. When did this happen? And, How long ago? Uh, this was, uh, that would have been the beginning of 2002, because it was uh, shortly, after, uh, shortly after that we actually bought it. But um, <laughs> After all the flies, we decided this is a great investment. we got to get some fly, fly action going. Yeah, so, uh, you know, of course, at that moment, I, I, I had a, a brief thought of, you know, Amityville horror. Right. But that, it went out of my head as quickly as it came in, and um, looking back, that was pretty profound, considering I, yeah. there wasn't a fly in that room the night before. So is there any explanation for how all those flies got in there? Was a window left open? Uh, anything? It was It was January in Minnesota. Even if well, the window was open, I <laughs> don't know that you could explain that away. Hey, that's amazing. 
Yeah. It's unbelievable. So you said, we got to buy this place. I found a, a room full of flies, so we got to buy the place. Yeah. So you, you bu- yeah. So you talked to Mr. Freeze. He said, I'm getting some time off from the next Batman movie. So <laughs> so he, was he all in when you – are you the one that went to him and said, we need to buy this place? Uh, no, actually, it, it was um, – it was all his idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And where did he? Grow I was up? initially just along for the ride. Uh, my husband is from Pipestone, Minnesota. Oh, so right down general, generally the same area, kind of right. Yeah, not too far apart. Not too far apart down there. Yeah. Um, so, and, and did he ever explain to you why he was so fascinated with it? Why he wanted uh, so much to buy the place? Um, it it was again. It was um, we had uh had had friends that were really interested in um, wanting to do something like this. And so we had agreed to come in basically as partners with them to just help them get on their feet, get it up and running. And, you know, with the concept that they would, they were the ones that wanted it. Mm -hmm. We were just going to help out. I love that. That's a wonderful thing. So Alex, you want to go up? Yeah. So we could. So we need what? One, two. You think Andy and Melissa want to go up? No. How many rooms are in the hotel? Um, we have nineteen rooms. Okay, so we got to figure out when did Cassie, when did you and Dave going up? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, his schedule is so busy right now. Tell him to and, just quit. And <laughs> and we don't. I'm hoping because if they if they want to do a season two of Holzer Files, right? Um. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hopefully, maybe in the spring. Spring's a good time to go there. It is. Spring's a good yeah. time to go. Spring and fall. What about the holiday season, though? Well, maybe we can swing it. Maybe we can swing it this winter. What about January? Go see the flies. Yeah. <laughs> go see the flies in January. <laughs> miss the flies. That's exactly wow. right. Uh, I well, t- something tells me you wouldn't stay if you walked in and saw a room like that. Probably yeah. true. Yeah. Flies? I don't want to share a room with flies. I, don't know. I wouldn't bother me too much. But um, <laughs> we did go there, and like I want to say a couple years ago, we went there in like January, February, and it was when we, you know, how every year we had kind of have that January thaw where it gets really warm. Yeah, yep. And we went outside one night, and it was one of those nights where it was like. 45, 50 degrees out In January, for, for listeners outside the area, that's very warm for January. Yeah, we always get, like, those two or three days where we have, like, that really warm, you know, little span. And we went outside, and it was foggy, you know. And so, and Dave took a picture of the Palmer House, the outside sign. Oh, yeah. At night with the fog and everything. And I printed it up and gave it to Kelly in a big frame. It's a beautiful picture. And oh, I have really? the same picture hanging up in our home. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's an awesome picture. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah. I just, that's so much fun. It Ke- is. Hey, Kelly, the key question here is do you live in yeah. the Palmer House? Because if no. I owned it, I want to live there. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I live in a little cabin buried in the woods, and that's uh, where I go to, uh, you know, it's still work. I love my job. I consider myself having one of the best possible jobs anybody could want. But I probably spend more time here than I do in my own home. But mm-hmm. I do go sleep in my own home at night. I, don't know, I just think it's a great. So do you do like uh, Christmas celebrations the month of December? Do you do that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, we host a lot of Christmas parties for businesses um, in the area. 
I got to get everybody together, find out a date when everybody can go. Because I, I've been at, I've been talking about coming up there for a few years now. So I got to I got to make it happen. I want to come up there because it's a great. Well, like I said, I was born what 22, 22 miles down the road. I guess that's from right. Littlefield. Yeah, it's not very far. It's about twenty miles from from Sock Center to. Uh, mm-hmm. A long prairie, isn't it? And you, like well, yeah, and then you can like drive a half hour up the road to Alexander and go see the Kensington Runestone. Well, that's like the Runestone's yeah. up there. Yeah, the, the museums there. I mean, there's so much like fun Ooh, small to town that. stuff to you do. You gotta come, there. Ralphie. Oh, yeah, well, the Kensington Runestone. You know, I thought yeah. that that's. That would be an interesting There's thing a to lot of stuff to do out in west, central and western Minnesota, um, but I love the Palmer House because it has that very bread. Bread, uh, bed and breakfast. Bread and, be- bread bed. and breakfast. Words are hard I do today. Love. Uh, <laughs> they have meals and, there. <laughs> bed and breakfast feel to it. Oh, no, you know? yeah. It's just that, that homey feel. I love it. You know what we should do? we got to gotta set it up far enough in advance. We should, the the podcast, the family podcast, should sponsor a couple that, that, that believes in ghosts. So we'll give away a trip to the Palmer House to go with us. That'd be fun. That'd be very That'd be cool, fun, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, do that. When do that mirror thing with the the scr- with mirror scrying. Mirror scrying. 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 Yeah. Like crying with a ski. No, like Nostradamus. Not Nostradamus did scrying. Well, he would have like a a mirror or something or a pan of water, and they're supposed to see stuff in it. And, yeah. Yeah. That's not, what. No, Nostradamus or uh, Negro Dumb. Negro Dumb. <laughs> yeah, from Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, baby. Um, Paul Mooney. He yeah, was Paul brilliant Mooney, in Negro that role. Damas, but <laughs> he was great. <laughs> and you can stay in room seventeen, Tom. You, that's room the, seventeen. That's, that's the room. That's Lucy's room. Lucy. Who's Lucy? She's one of the spirits of the hotel. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Was she a hooker or something? Is that what I called? Wasn't she like a lady of the night? That's Kelly? what I heard, anyway. Uh, yes, that's um, <laughs> evidence. Evidence that uh, different teams have uh, gotten conducting uh, investigations here um, have led people to believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what? At that time, there there wasn't a lot for women to do. No, you're and right. That's if right. you were single and you didn't have uh, a husband supporting you, or your parents were living and supporting you, or if you were, um, there, there wasn't a whole lot left. Or if you were not an old maid, mm-hmm. correct? Which was correct. just like being a bachelor. Oh was yeah, a, was a polite, was a veiled reference, I think, to being homosexual or a lesbian. Mm-hmm. What's Lucy? What's Lucy's last name? I don't know. We're gonna make one. Up. I have. Here's no gonna, idea. Kelly, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Mr. Freeze and Lucy Morals. What do you think? <laughs> Lucy Morals. <laughs> you, it's a great name for a hooker, Lucy Morals. I've had, I've had many interactions oh with God. Lucy. Well, she actually is a sweet ghost. Well, well, oh, well, that's good. So I'm glad to hear that. Well, let's, well, why is Lucy there? I mean, that, all these have to have a story. She just was, is it, she, she didn't move to Minneapolis. And, was she uh, killed in that hotel? Was she killed there? Did she die there? Did she lose a child there? Was she? Oh, good question. You know, the, you know, was that Lucy touched? Was holding the child's head? It was to your head that would represent the child's head. You know, let's spin the story here. Well, why is why is Lucy there? Because I have absolutely no idea. It's supposed to be. I think it was. I think it was home. Um, in spite of maybe some of the memories that it held for her, I do think that this this was her home. That and is it amazing. Was maybe the only thing she had. And so probably just that connection yet. 
So that's where I'm staying is in room 17. That's where I should stay? Yeah. Okay. I've stayed in that room. Oh, you have? Do you have a room 13? Yes, we do. Oh, you do? That's cool. Yeah. What room had the flies? And that was room 11. See? (laughs) Just like Channel 11, a lot of flies over there. You and those flies, Ralph. What's up with that? (laughs) Well, you get a a bloom of flies whenever you have a dead animal on the maggot's pupate. Well, thank you for the maggot's pupate. I'm sorry. sorry, That's That's great. That can explain that. But in middle January, to cause them all to pupate at the same time, there was something else going on. It wasn't. I don't, I don't believe all uh, a natural phenomenon, certainly. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to walk into room 17. I'm going to go, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm home. That's what I say when Lucy, I walk Lucy, I'm there. home. You can't do the show. Yeah. yeah. It'll be <laughs> I, one thing I like to do when I'm at the Palmer house is when I try and interact with the ghosts or whatever, if we're doing investigating, I try and treat them as if they're still alive because they were people. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine a lot of these haunted locations they're getting asked the same questions over and over and yeah, over and over yeah. again so i try and uh ask different questions as if i'm meeting somebody for the first time and i like to do that there's a kid's room where they have toys and stuff and there's known to be some children's spirits at the palmer house as mm-hmm. well and so i'll like play with toys with them you know like oh can you move the ball or stuff like that and it's, I don't know, oh, it's fun. Oh, yeah, maybe you start taking bo- the whole pill in the morning. Stop breaking <laughs> that pill and have you. Now you're starting to get on, right on the edge there. I, I don't know. I don't know. Kelly, you're the best. we got to get this teed up. Kelly Freeze, ladies and gentlemen, the Palmer House Hotel, 500 Sinclair Lewis Avenue in Sauk Center, Minnesota. So, Cassie, you have to mm-hmm. stay in touch with Kelly. We got. We, I, I would love to do that. Take the whole family up to the Palmer House, give away a trip to a listener. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be, be, that'd be fun. I'll, I'll talk with Dave, and maybe we can get something uh, squared away. Love it. Kelly, thank you. You're a great guest. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you for having me. Have a good day. Thanks, Kelly. You as well. Bye now. Lose. Yeah, the Palmer House, I, you know. She was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, Kelly's great. She's the like whole, down home Minnesotan, isn't she? The whole great. staff there is so nice. Are they? And yeah, they have the, the pub and bar, but then they have a separate cafe where they just serve food and stuff. Well, they do, okay. Yeah, well, cool. but they serve food at both. You know, because, like, the bar is at one end of the hotel and then the cafe's on the other. But it's mm. not a very big hotel. But the cafe is, like, you know, people just can't go over there to have Sunday breakfast. It's like a, kind of like a stagecoach hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Had, I remember um, looking at the outside of it anyway. Yeah, it's just one of those. It was one of those built for the railroad. For right. People passing yep. through town. Uh, railroad, probably the workers that were building the railroad. Yeah. And, like, yeah. the, I don't know what you'd want to, the owners and the elite people of the railroad (laughs) because all the workers slept in tents but um yeah but the people who are passing uh, may i don't say that if that was built during the steam locomotives Mm -hmm. you know why wouldn't they just power on all the way to fargo I, Why would there be a stop there? It could have been the time of year, weather conditions. It Mail pickup and down. delivery could be. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many variables back in those days that they didn't, mm-hmm. ha- you know, with technology and stuff that they couldn't go as fast as we could go today. Mm-hmm. So steam went pretty fast. But if you watch, if you watch, have you ever watched that series Hell on Wheels? No. 
Oh, that is a really good Hill on Wheels is with who? Anson Mount. Anson Mount, yeah. Yes. He's great in that. Yeah, yeah he's really good. One of the characters in there, she, her name is Mrs. Palmer, and she goes and builds hotels along the railroad. Really? So I'm wondering if that's the same Palmer family that built, hmm. that they were featuring. It could cause, be. Because that's what she did in the show. So, And this is out in South, North and South Dakota, I believe, in that yeah. part of the country. So I'm wondering if that's the same yeah. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. what was that, that culture of the time? What, how did that all um, operate with regards to, you know, did they stop all the time? Did you have to, when the train stopped, did it stop overnight? Did you have to get a room? Or were you stopping for other business, doing work? I mean, that, you know, the, I, that's or traveling salesman? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they could have, they probably had like train stops, but then they probably had a final stop for that day, and then they would carry on in but, the next morning. So, so it makes complete sense because the only mo- reasonable mode of transportation at that time was the train. Mm-hmm. So it, w- it had to do with people that were on the train as passengers that were doing work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's a very, it's a very unique time. Time period, I think, with the Industrial Revolution and how we built our infrastructure. But we didn't have any cars. Mm-mm. Right, no cars, and the roads were, you know, there was still, you know, if you were taking a horse, it's going to take a lot longer than taking the train. Yeah. Well, we got to go to break. We do indeed. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with the family.